today our weekly affirmation is, I value my time and energy. Our topic today is, what is a good parent? Hi friends, welcome to My Teen Tangerine Podcast Season 1, Episode 5. I'm your host, Hannah Mesh. I often hear myself and others make reference to this idea of being a good parent. And I'm curious about what the word good really means, such as what do I need to do to be considered a good parent? Or what do I need to do to get the label of a good parent? Which just asking these questions can open the door for a lot of interpretations and judgments based on people's culture, past experiences, and beliefs. It is possible there are some basic criteria that parents need to provide their children's most basic needs at minimum. This means parents are providing food, shelter, clothing, clean water, medical care, safety, and education. Well, then you think, okay, now I'm a good parent if I do all of that, right? However, there are other criteria that often get scrutinized in parenting like the child's emotional well-being, the child's behavior, how you discipline, you and your child's communication skills, the quality of the education, whether a parent is available or not, the home environment, and the list goes on. And I'm not even going to go into products and which ones are superior than others. Car seats is a great example of parents always looking for the best of the best. So what is the point of labeling parents good or bad? What do we accomplish? Well, some of it is possibly for the benefit of the children, right? If we have high social standards for how parents should be parenting, then the kids are better off. But are there some pitfalls to this kind of mentality or social pressure? Of course. It can create a lot of anxiety for parents. It can set unrealistic expectations for parents, especially if they do not have the resources or the skills to meet such social standards. Also, the stress that goes into making so many decisions in a given day about the schedule, the activities, the education, the food, all the other products in which we purchase on a day-to-day basis, how to discipline, And the list goes on and on and on. The thing is, is that whether categories or a spectrum of good to bad parents exists, you are unlikely to ever be at any one given point or category for very long. You are constantly fluctuating on that spectrum based on how you act in any given moment and situation. Some situations are far more easily handled and easier to be a good parent, while others just are not. Some parents live a tougher life with a lot more negative experiences impacting them and their children. And there are just so many variables, and many of them are not variables you control. Then, of course, you have your perspectives. Our idea of a good parent is not just about what is happening out in the world, but how we are perceiving that world in our own head. 
Sometimes I think it is more about a feeling you have in any given moment regarding your own parenting skills and the feeling of rightness or wrongness on those skills. And those thoughts and feelings influence how you see the world and how you react to that world. Your feelings have the potential to flavor your life, including your perspective of whether you think you are a good parent or not. Sometimes you may feel like you are superhuman and are doing a great job. And other times you may feel inadequate and like you just cannot seem to get it right. So what is more important? How others view your parenting skills or how you view and how you feel about your parenting skills. Now I'm curious, how often do you feel you make decisions in parenting in order to feel or look like a good parent compared to other parents? Or let me put it this way, how often do you make decisions to fit in? With social media and parenting websites, it is easy to use this idea of bad, good, better, best to create a very competitive parenting environment. Are parents trying to one-up each other to feel like they are a good parent? And if so, why? Now, if you've noticed, I've asked a lot of questions and have not attempted to answer them. And part of it is because you are really going to have to decide for yourselves. Some of this comes down to your own beliefs values, and life situations. Context is so important when considering whether a parent is bad or good. And who understands your life situation better than you? Now, with that said, trusted friends and family and a therapist can often provide wonderful insight and guidance. And hopefully this podcast raises some questions that will help ignite your curiosity about your own opinions, motives, and needs as a parent. Furthermore, how much better off would parents be spending less time trying to, in a way, keep up with the Joneses and instead share and cooperate to create a parenting community where you get to use your strengths and get help with your weaknesses? All without the fear of giving, getting labeled as a bad parent. Not one parent is perfect and will ever be able to claim to be a great parent all of the time. And frankly, you shouldn't have to. When you are challenged and fail, this is where you grow and learn. How do you, as a parent, create a more open and compassionate environment to support a growth mindset with parenting versus this fixed mindset of good parent or bad parent category. And this leads me right back to where we started. What do you believe makes a good parent? Or should parents be considering a different question entirely? I feel like this is a good place to pause and talk with my beautiful daughter, Olivia, about her perspective on a good parent. Now, Olivia, today we've been talking about what makes a good 
parent, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm curious as to the qualities a person has to have. Like if maybe you could think of five qualities that a person has to have to be considered in your mind to be a really good parent. Um, a good parent probably would be protective, but like over, over, overly protective. And they would be humorous. They would like to do crafts or stuff like that. So like they would do a lot of things with their kids. Um, and they would be um, open to doing things with their kids too. So parents to have communication with their kids too. Okay, so you said protective, mm-hmm. that they should have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. that they should enjoy doing hands-on things like crafts with their children. Yes. That they should enjoy being with their children. Yes. And that they should have good communication mm-hmm. with their kids. I think that is a really good list. Thank and you. you just came up with that on the fly. Like, yes, so just I so actually I- had no idea what I was going to say. I was just kind of saying stuff that... <laughs> parents are like right like yeah um yes because so so that everybody knows yeah i i don't tend to let olivia know what i'm going to be asking her because i really want her to give a really organic natural response to my questions so i really am kind of putting you on the spot aren't i yes (laughs) (laughs) um so if a parent let's say were all of those things but they didn't like doing arts and crafts then what I feel like it would be alright. As long as you had all the other stuff. Maybe she liked to bake or garden. And maybe her kid liked doing that too. So then it would still match their needs. It's just a little bit different, right? Like, you still have all the other things. But, like, one, I feel like that's still good. As long as, like, not listening to your kid, that would be really bad. But, like, (laughs) you would need that. You would have some problems. But... Like, if it's doing arts and crafts, you can always, you know, do something different with your kid. You know, baking or taking a walk, you know, stuff like that still. Just as long as you're doing a hobby that you both enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you think that being a good parent or a bad parent, do you think like it's either you're good or you're bad? Or do you feel like it's kind of like a spectrum, like, you know? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a spectrum. Yeah, so you can kind of be good, you're kind of in the middle, and then you're kind of bad. And do you think if you're a good parent that you'll always be a good parent, or do you think it's ups and downs? Ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to go play uh, Kings on the Corner with uh, my daughter. And just like, oh, darn it. And What what is Kings in the Corner for some people who may not know? Oh, it's... um, Oh, it's a card game. Yeah, it's basically a card game. And it's numbers and colors, and it's really fun. Um, and and we, we play this game quite a bit in our house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and if that does happen, or like, for example, a few days ago, what happened was you forgot to dance with Elora. I or did. Or play a song. And you can always say, all right, after dinner, let's do it, you know, um, and stuff like that. Or if you after dinner and they have to go to bed you're like we'll do it tomorrow right in the morning and stuff like that so like you still get your kid to have it still it's just you get to you have to you know readjust you know to the day or something like that because we're not perfect right but it doesn't mean we can't be good still is that correct correct um do you think it might be harder to be a really good parent if your child is a lot different than you 
Yes, lots of people have hard times with that. When you're a parent, you're going to have to be okay with doing something that you don't normally do. Like, for example, if you're not a big fan of cooking, you know, but your kid really likes cooking and stuff like that, or really likes, you know, make bread or something like that, you're like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. We'll play cards, like what I want, and then we can go and bake something, like cookies or something like that. You can compromise on stuff like that, like, so then the kid isn't following you all the time, right? It also gets to do what they want to do too. I think that's really good advice. So what you're saying is is that sometimes parents have to meet their kids halfway with yeah. the activities that mm-hmm. they're doing. Like, I know that you are not a big craft person, right. but you still do crafts with me, and you yes. still give me the stuff and stuff like that. You know, I appreciate that, even though you don't like doing crafts, and I'm perfectly fine with that if you don't like them. Some parents don't say that they don't like that thing, but they don't do it, so then you automatically kind of think that they don't want to do it. It's good why you say stuff, like, right, you told me that you didn't weren't a big fan. I'm glad that you told me that, because then we're on the same page, you know? So I feel like that's super helpful for when kids, you know, and their parents. You said that so well. I'm so proud of you right now. You're right. Communication is so important. And I'm really realizing that you're right. That um, affects how good a parent can parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Olivia. It was a pleasure to be here. We are going to end our podcast with a quote from the picture book, Dinner at the Panda Palace by Stephanie Kalmanson. The restaurant was humming, the waiters moved fast. Feeding 55 diners was no easy task. Parenting can feel like a very busy restaurant filled with animals. Parents are often pushed extraordinarily out of their comfort zone. But when your intentions are ones filled with love, and dedication, it makes overcoming any difficulties more manageable. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful week. Visit us for more helpful resources on our website, myteamtangerine.com.